Philippians chapter 4. It's in the New Testament. Can we read it together from verse 6? Peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall what? Shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Shall, yes, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatever things are pure. Whatever things are lovely. Yes. If there be if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, these are the things that I want you to think about. Nothing more. Praise the name of the Lord. Say praise the name of the Lord. Now, again, you remember we had a teaching on that, starting from the first part, which says be anxious. And we said that the word anxiety in the Bible is to fracture. And divide a person's being into pieces. So anytime that you're anxious, your body, your person is divided into what? Pieces. So you become an emotional wreck. You become a problem. Because your head is in San Antonio and your legs are in California. And then your eyes are in um, Thailand. So the pieces of the body everywhere... And so it takes time to make a decision to get you back together because anxiety, by definition, means to fracture and to tear in pieces, to divide in pieces or a person's being into what? Pieces. So when the Bible says, be anxious, it says, don't be divided. Don't be fractured. Don't allow yourself to be fractured into pieces by reason of the problem that you're going through or challenges that you're going through. Don't allow that to happen, right? Be anxious for what? Nothing. Nothing is important to fracture you up. Nothing is important to break you up in pieces. Nothing is big enough to break you in pieces. Can you shout amen, somebody? Amen. Okay, but it says, uh, be anxious for nothing by what? But in everything by what? Prayer and supplication. When you have really prayed and supplicated, What? At Thanksgiving, make your request known unto God and the what? Then the peace of God, the peace that comes from God. That's how you know you have the victory. Because suddenly, in the midst of crisis, peace ensues. You have peace from within that is so comforting. The Bible says that this peace surpasses. This peace is superior. This peace takes over what? Any kind of thought. Now, that word understanding has to do with thoughts, imaginations, will, and reasoning, and uh, emotions. So, it says that the peace of God, this is how you know that this is the peace of God. You don't feel it like you were feeling anymore. You're not down like you were down before. You are not restless like you were restless before. You're not intimidated by the situation like you were before. Because that peace has taken over. Now, he says the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall what? 
Now, he uses a military phrase here, shall garrison the Amplified Bible, or he shall do what? He shall militarily, offensively, and defensively protect your heart. The word has the capacity to not only cause me to have that peace, but to shield me from any further invasion of my mind. Can you shout praise Lord somebody? Tell somebody I have the mind of Christ. Now you say, so that's what, that's what God does for me. The peace, pastor understanding. And then shall garrison my God around my heart through Christ Jesus. And it says then, this is now what to think about. Is it true? Is it honest? Does it have praise? Does it have good stuff in it? These are the things to think about. Now, when he uses the word think about in verse 8, he uses the word for logic. He uses a word that comes from the Greek word logizomai, logizomai, which means to reason logically. God is saying, I want you to follow what has happened so far. Just like in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, he said, I know the thoughts that I have concerning you of good and not of what? Evil to give you what? An expected end. So God has his thoughts. God thinks. And so he's saying, now, I want you to think. I, want you, I don't want you to think. I don't want you to think. I don't want you to think that I'm not allowing you to think. But now I want you to follow the logic. That word in Philippians 4 verse 8 comes from the same word as logos. Logos, the written word of God. The written word of God. I want you to go step by step and see what I have done for you. Anytime a miracle happens, I want you to go what? Step by step. And I want you to reason how I did it for you. Build that into your system. Build that into your, into your residual on your inside. So that you can now say like David, God delivered me from the lion. God delivered me from the bear. Therefore, I'm able to face a 13-foot-tall man called Goliath. I can do it because instead of me, I have memories that I've stored up of what God has done for me. In Revelations 12, 11, they overcame him by what? The blood of a lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death because of that testimony. It builds you when you have something to say. So God says, when I've done that miracle and I've given you the peace, follow the logic. Look at how I did it. Follow how I did it. Logically follow through. And when you come, logically, you will come with just one conclusion. God has done it for me. Peter said, of a truth I know, God really sent his angel to deliver me. He delivered me from the expectation of the Jews. I was in jail, but somehow I came out of it. Peter said, well, wow, this must logically be that God has set me free. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? Because whom the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. So God says, load yourself up. Load yourself up. Keep uploading yourself. You know, filling yourself up with good stuff. Good stuff about yourself. Good stuff about what I've done. Good stuff of what I've been doing in your life. Fill your mind because you have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 16. The Bible says, for we know what? We have the mind of Christ. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. What does it say? But the mind that is tied to what is natural. The mind that is tied to what is what? Natural. Did you see that? 
the mind that is tied to physical stuff is what? Cannot what? Receive it, not the things okay. of the Okay, let's all read together. God. The mind that is tied to natural things. If you get your mind wrapped up what? With natural, physical stuff, okay? The mind that is worried about physical stuff cannot what? See that? Cannot receive the things of the spirit of God. The mind, the mind cannot receive. The mind is supposed to receive. But any mind that is busy body, busy bodied about physical things and natural things cannot receive. It has no capability to receive. It has no capacity to receive. See? It just can't receive it. God says the reception is out. Even if I'm speaking, that mind cannot receive it. Just wouldn't happen. Can we go ahead and finish that verse? So it makes, so when God says I've opened a door, it, it looks foolish. It feels foolish. How can these things be? It's not going to happen. There's not a chance in the world that that's going to happen. See, it becomes foolish. Now, so when you start seeing things that God is speaking to you or speaking about looking foolish and impossible, now that's diagnostic to you that you're becoming what? A natural suke. You're becoming a natural man. Because you're beginning to every time wonder if these things will ever happen. They're becoming like jokes to you. Then that tells you your mind is becoming the type of mind that is not receiving the things of God. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? Now, okay, let's go on to that second part of that verse. What does it say? Neither can he have what? Experiential knowledge of them, yes? Because these things are spiritually told apart. The word discern is to tell apart. They're spiritually discerned. God is saying that I have an encryption on everything that I sent to you. And that encryption is spiritual. So you can't decode it without a spiritual key. You've got to use spiritual keys to decode what I'm sending to you. If not, the message is there, but you can receive it. You can open it in your computer. You can understand it. There's no way you can implement what you don't understand. Because it's spiritually what coded or discerned. I have done it that way for a purpose. Because God is spirit. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? So that's why I don't want your mind busy bodied about everything around yourself. Every day you wake up, it's all about yourself. And the things you want to do and the things you got to do and all, everything in your life is just all about yourself. No, I don't want you to do that. Because then you are separating you and I and I'm sending messages that you can't receive. Amen. What's the last part of that verse? But he that is spiritual, judge at all things, yet he himself is judge of none. Can you give a lot of big clap offering? Can you give the Lord a big clap up? Now let's go quickly review Romans chapter 8 from verse 6. Romans chapter 8 from verse 6. Romans chapter 8 from verse 6. We're going to read together. You've been blessed? Yes. Worry free living. Okay, verse 6. It says to be, <laughs> to be minded, to have your mind loaded with what? About yourself, physical stuff is what? Separating yourself from God. Death, being separated from God. But to be what? To tie your mind to spiritual things is what? 
then you immediately have the God kind of life and you have the God kind of peace. See, that's how you know. If your mind is so troubled, is so worried, and you're having all these palpitations, you know you're going physical. You're going flesh. If your mind is peaceful and you're receiving, the, you're feeling good in the spirit, spiritual things are making you jump up. Spiritual things are making you excited. You know, like the baby leaping in the womb of Elizabeth, hearing the voice of miracles. Something's making you jumpy in the spirit. You know you're going spiritual. If praising God is getting you happy, you know you're going spiritual. If praising God is becoming a dull moment, even singing is becoming boring. Even praising God is becoming boring. You know, you're going what? This is flesh word. And the more flesh word you go, the less you're going to be hearing from God. Because you see, he said, because you're creating what? A separation between you and God. Amen? All right, what does it say next? Because the kernel, look at that. Because the mind that is tied to these things that I'm telling you about is an enemy of God. It's enmity. It brings enmity. Enemy of God. Go ahead. What does it say? It does not yield itself. The carnal mind is thinking about me, 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 me. Me and I and, and uh, me, me, myself and I. The mind that is me, myself and I is not able to receive and it's not able to yield itself to the laws of God. It just can't. Because the me has a throne. The me has become a somehow God. So you just can't hear nothing. I mean, God can be talking and say, yeah, I've done this before. Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, I know I've received all those prophecies. None of them has happened anyway. You got all the answers. Think about God Almighty telling us stuff and we say, well, we, we heard that before. Before you even say it, your mind is telling you. Remember in Proverbs chapter 16, 23, he says what? The heart of the wise shall what? Train the tongue. You know? Proverbs 16, 23. Why are you looking at me like that? Like we didn't read it here. We read it. You know? And, and so before you even say those words, your mind is telling you what to say. How many of you have heard a voice on your inside before that told you what to do? Anybody? Anybody? Only a few people. The rest of you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't hear voices. That's the problem. It's a psychiatric problem. So nobody hears voices. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. First, the doctor is asking, do you hear voices? No, doc. I don't hear no voices. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Depends on what voice you'll be hearing. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? Now, so it says that the mind or the heart of what? Of the wise. See? Please, somebody read Proverbs 16, 23 for me. Your reading this morning is a little slow, like because of the rain. The heart of the wise keeps it in his mouth, and added learning to his crib. Aha. The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth. And then added learning to his lips, to what he will say. And, and the Bible says, so what jealously of our hearts for out of it, out of what issues of life. So I have an inner coach. My heart is my coach from within. Thoughts of good, not of evil. I don't want it to tell me to say evil things about myself. Or to say evil things about miracles about to happen. That what God has planted, I don't want my mind to cause me to uproot it. 
Now, you remember in Matthew's gospel, chapter 6, we talked about when Jesus said from verse 24, 25, and verse 24 says you can't serve two masters, and then from 25 talks about be, be what? Not to take no thought, not to be anxious about anything, any of those things, right? The Gentiles seek them, what your clothes would be, what you're going to eat. Don't worry about all those things. And in verse 30, he said, oh, ye of what? Little faith. We talked about that. And we said that little faith or legopistos then becomes the origin of anxiety. Biblically, as far as we're concerned, because that's what Jesus said. Amen? That's what Jesus said. So little faith is the origin of that. So that kind of ties in everything we'll be doing, doing so far. Then that took us then to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Can we read that together? Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Can we read it together? What does it say? So then, this faith, that this little faith that Jesus talked about in Matthew 6, verse 30, as a reason for anxiety, reason for worry, reason for, for people being depressed about life and all of that stuff, he says what? The answer is what? In Romans 10, 17, that what? Faith. Then this faith, what? It comes by what? Hearing and that what? This hearing is by the word of God. Remember, we talked about talked about the diameter, remember? We talked about the diameter, what we call in the English grammar, diameter. And we said that the Greek word dia means what? To thoroughly go through, to successfully go through. And if you drew a circle, you went from one end of the circle to the other, that is called a diameter. So God is saying that faith comes by hearing and this hearing is made successful by the word of no, Christ. Remember we said Christ. In that scripture, it says Christ. Actually, some translations say Christ. And Christ means what? The anointed one. So faith comes by hearing. And this hearing becomes thorough, becomes successful when I receive what? The word, the spoken word. And the word there is what? Spoken word of Christ. So Christ is speaking to me. How do I know that this is Christ? Believe me, when he hits you, it takes over. It takes over. There is not a shadow of a doubt on your inside. When it is Christ talking to you and you yield to him, believe me, your head, your mind, your imaginations, your thoughts, everything in you will become submissive. Long as you're yielded to him, this persuasion from the inside takes over and you hear it and you can tell anybody in the world, God delivered me, he will do it again. God healed me before, he will heal me again. God set me free before, he will do it again. Another miracle is about to happen. Nothing is going to make me doubt or be afraid. Fear has no space. Fear has no room. Doubt has no space and no room because you have received what? The spoken word of Christ. And it is doing a diameter in you. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? You thoroughly receive it from end to end. You wake up in the morning, no improvement, you're not moved. You wake up in the morning, nothing has changed, you're not moved. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. It doesn't move. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? 
Now, that's what took us then to Mark's Gospel, chapter 11. If you remember, Mark's Gospel, chapter 11. We probably went there, we did that, but Mark, chapter 11. Are you there with me? Mark, chapter 11. Look at me at verse number 21. When the disciples saw the fig tree dried up that Jesus had cursed for not bearing fruit. Okay, 21, what does this say? And Peter, yeah, said unto him, yeah, Master, behold, that fig tree that you did what? You cursed. is dried up. Oh, my goodness. We didn't know that your words can dry trees up. Hallelujah. You mean your words can cause trees to dry up? Oh, my goodness. Just spoke the word and trees, vegetation began to dry up. Okay? That is dried up. Okay, go ahead. Verse um, 22. What does it say? Jesus answered. He says, have faith in God. Let me show you something that God opened my eyes to in that verse. Okay? Have faith in God. Romans 10, 17. Faith in Christ. Remember? Then this was his have faith in God. Do you know that in the original Bible, it says, have the faith that is of God. It uses it in the possessive sense of God. Not in, but of. Have faith, not in God, but of God. See, everybody can want to have faith in God. But not everyone has a faith of God. Have the faith that is of God. Not just in him. Look for the faith that is of God. The type of faith that God causes to happen is acceptable to him. Amen? All right. Have faith of God. Next verse. For truly, truly I say to you, yeah, verily, truly, truly. Uh-huh. Whosoever shall do what? Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou what? Cast, and the mountain can be any mountain of problems. It can be bills, it can be anything. Sickness, disease, no matter. Say to this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou what? Cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, that what, but, but shall what? Believe that, that those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. He shall believe that what those things which he has continuously been saying, those things which he has continuously been saying, if he shall believe that those things which he has continuously been saying, shall come to pass, he shall what? He shall have them. Amen? He shall have whatsoever he's saying. Now, that's verse 23, right? Now, in that verse, the Bible is saying there, it uses a word, a word that means, even if I don't have them in store, I'll make new ones for them. I will create it afresh. He uses a word to be begotten or come into existence. So God is saying, whosoever shall say to this man, 
be that removed, be that cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart that what he has continuously said, he has to continue to practice, what he has continuously said has already happened, including being brand new happened. He shall have whatever he said. So God is saying, I'll do it for you even if I don't have it right now, I'll create it. I'll create it for you. Long as you're just saying it, long as you believe in me, I'm going to create it. If, if, look, if it's never happened to anybody before, it's going to happen to you. You'll be the first to get that kind of miracle. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? It doesn't matter. You can have customized miracles. You'll be the first. Tell somebody, I'm the first. I'm going to be the first to get my kind of miracle. I, I, believe me, I'm looking for that customized miracle right now. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? God is going to customize your miracle. He said, I'll do it for you. Even if it never existed before, you'll be the first. I am not limited as to what miracles I'm about to do for you. I'm going to do it even if it never existed before now. Isn't that awesome? That opens a plethora of doors. That opens opportunities that we never imagined before. God says, my son, my daughter, don't worry. I create a new set of miracles for you. Look, it don't have to be like anybody else's. Even if it has never existed before, I am going to do it for the first time and got your name written on it. Can you say praise the Lord somebody? Now verse 24 of, um, of Mark 11. Verse 24. Can we read it together? Yes. 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 Say it one more time. Whatsoever ye desire. See, when you walk in the spirit, desire will be his desire. So that's not a problem, right? Remember? And we talk about the, the faith that God, God imbirts in us. Not just someone waking up in the morning and saying, you know, I want to claim somebody else's thought. That's not what we talk about. We talk about a God kind. Remember the faith of God, right? Okay. <clears throat> so let's say he says, whatsoever what? You desire when at the time of praying, do what? See, the time of praying, you got to trust, you got to believe. I have to believe. When praying, believe. When praying, believe. Don't doubt. When praying, believe. When praying, believe. When praying, believe. When praying, believe. Part of praying is believe. If I'm not believing, am I praying? No. The prayer of faith shall heal the sick. And if they have any sins, they shall be forgiven. So when praying, believe. when praying, believe. if I'm not believing, am I praying? No. Pray your mess. Amen. When praying, believe. when you get on your knees, When speaking in tongues, believe. anytime you say you're praying, 
Give a lot of big clap offering. Oh, that's such a weak clap offering on Sunday morning. That's like midway clap offering. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's do that verse again. Devil said to you, uh-huh. Whatsoever you desire, when you at the time of praying, do what? Believe. That what? Let's stop right there. Whatever things ye believe when ye pray. Okay, ye desire. When ye pray. I want you to watch this. When I've shared this with you, then I can sit down. You can preach the rest and we'll finish for the day. Amen? Whatever things ye desire when ye pray. Do what? Believe that you have received them in the past. In the past. If you're praying for healing, believe that you received the healing in the past. Come to a point where you agree with God that the healing has already happened in the past. You're not praying, Lord, please heal me when. No. Heal me because you have already healed me. And I've come to an understanding that that healing has happened in the past. It's done already. You see? Explain, right? Okay. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, in Matthew chapter 8, the centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy. To receive you under my roof. Don't come to my house. You don't need to necessarily come to my home before this healing happens. But do what? Speak the word, spoken word only. And my what? Servant shall be what? Healed. Okay? Faith makes you feel. Faith makes you know. Faith gives you proof. Faith gives you title to a property. You said I should explain? Here's the explanation. Go to the title company tomorrow and close on your property. And they give you what? Title did give you Paper, it's paper and keys. Paper. They don't give you the house. Title companies don't give you a house. But they give you ownership to the house. And ownership is more important than moving the house from place to place. The house has already happened. The house exists. You're only now getting the papers to that house that already exists. Faith is what makes you to know that the house already exists. That the paper entitles you to that ownership. And so you are not saying the house is about to be built. It's already been built. The land is just about to be formed. The land already exists. But then that document gives you what? The entitlement to what already exists. 
in the past. Put your name on it. It's yours. So with that paper, you start praising God. You start shouting hallelujah. You don't care. You just, you just know it's there. They say, here's the address. You probably have seen it before. Maybe not, but here's the address. You go in there. It's your property. Anybody in there, it says quarter. <laughs> hallelujah. Anybody in there, it says what? Quarter. They have no legal rights to be there. So you bind the devil, you cast him out in the name of Jesus. Because you might get the title and the devil is sitting on your property. You're not going to say, but Lord, you said I got it. No, you bind the devil. You cast him out. You get them squatters out of the way because they're messing with your business. They're messing with your healing. They're messing with your deliverance. They're messing with your prosperity. Somebody is trying to delay the miracle that God did in your life. Cast them out. Bind Lucifer, command them in the name of Jesus to lose their hold over your blessing, your property. Can you shout, yes, somebody? Y'all still with me? So the life of faith is not crazy. Let's give another example. Elijah said, I hear the sound. Of abundance of rain. Where is the rain? It's nowhere. But I have seen it. In the past. The rain has already happened. It's not about to happen. It exists. It's just flowing in now. They that are with us. Are more. Elisha says. Than they that are with them. Don't be afraid. We have more armies. Around us. Than they do have. How do you know? The spirit, faith, makes you see that things that don't exist already exist. In Romans chapter 4, even God which calleth those things that be not as though they already existed. Are you all with me? That's how my father operates. They don't exist, but as far as it's concerned, they exist. He's calling them names. As if they already existed. He's giving them names. He's, he's doing taxonomy. He's doing nomenclature. He's doing all the kind of stuff. He's giving them names. As if they already existed. But then in the natural, they're beginning to obey the law of creation to come into existence. Can you shout hallelujah somebody? Think about Jesus Christ. The only begotten of the Father. He was born before he was born. Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. Think about that. Hallelujah. He came in the flesh. He was begotten. He came into existence and it had never happened that way before. Your faith puts you, your faith puts you in a realm that nobody can understand you. They might think you're crazy. I'm telling you, sometimes, I'm, I'm telling you, sometimes you're going to look like you're crazy. You're telling the doctor, look at all the stats. The doctor is saying this, that, this, that, this, that. I said, but doc, let me tell you something. I know God healed me. Yeah, yeah, I know too, but you know, you have a, he said, you got a wrong man. I mean, <laughs> you got a wrong man. Tell the devil, you got a wrong man. See, he can't touch me. Can you shout praise Lord somebody? Why are you looking at me like I'm crazy here? Well, if you think I'm crazy, yes, that's part of the preaching too. That's part of the preaching too. Can you shout praise Lord somebody? Let me tell you something. The, what the world has missed is faith. 
It's not the gospel. That people preaching every day. Is holding on to a form of religion, but denying the power thereof. People pray and they don't believe the prayer. They burn the devil and they don't believe. Going to church has become nominal. It's just commonplace. Just put on your dress coats and just go to church. Nice shoes or polish and head to church. That's it. Go to church empty, come back emptier. Amen. And then week throughout the week, every demon will some will chop your head, chop your back, and chop this and chop that. Next thing is you have a permanent appointment with the doctors. For what? Holding onto a form of godliness, religion, but denying the power. Not attaching the power to the word. Dissociating power from the word. Come on, what happened to miracles? Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. We're going to look at verse 2 and we're going to look at verse 5. Galatians chapter 3. We're coming back to, uh, what was the scripture we're on before now? Mark 11? We just finished 24, right? Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to read verse 2 together and we're going to read verse 5 together. What is verse 2? Yes, this is the only thing I want to learn of you, Paul says, okay? Did you receive the Holy Ghost by how good you were, by the works of the law, or by what? The hearing of faith. How did you receive it? By how good you were and keeping to the law of Moses, or by what? The hearing, notice, uses the word again, the hearing of faith. Okay, is that the end? Three. Verse, no, 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 verse two. What is three? Let me see, what is three? No, 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 five. Yes. He that ministered to you the spirit. Notice the anointing. He that ministered, the minister has to serve. He that gives you the spirit, the anointing, right? Okay. And also that does miracles in your midst. Miracles have to happen. Church means miracles. There's got to be something happening. There's got to be a testimony somehow. I mean, God is just not asleep. How can nothing have happened from last week till this week? Come on. Give me a break, somebody. Wow. Now it says, he that what? Ministered the spirit to you and walketh miracles among you does he do that by the works of the law or by what bingo look at that he that sent the anointing upon you how did you receive it because you were good or because you stepped up by faith it's because of the hearing of faith he says okay in the same way he that ministered the spirit to you the holy ghost and his power and miracles happening in your midst. How are these miracles to happen? The miracles are not going to happen by the deeds of the law. Impossible. They're not. But they're going to happen by what? The hearing of faith. That's how they're going to happen. Miracles are not going to happen without the hearing of faith. So we've got to preach faith. Why do I preach faith? So that the hearing of faith will cause what? 
miracles to happen for everybody. For me and for everybody. Because without the preaching of faith, they're not going to happen. The law cannot bring. Dressing, dress coats in the church is not going to make miracles happen. How you comb your hair ain't going to make no miracle happen. How early you come to church is not going to make any miracles happen. I'm telling you, none of this is going to make any miracle happen. It has to be what? The hearing of faith in the anointing of the Holy Spirit because the anointing that destroys the yoke. You're still with me? Huh? Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. If you're being blessed, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. You're not being blessed, shout hallelujah. <laughs> if you're being blessed, shout hallelujah. Okay, verse 3. So the things which are what? Seen. Were not what? Amen. Now, through faith, we continuously understand. Through faith, I continuously understand. Faith causes my mind to be in the flow. Faith has an understanding that my natural mind cannot understand. Faith gives me a fresh understanding that dominates my natural mind. That's superior to my natural mind. Takes over my natural mind. That's what we've been talking about. So, through faith, we understand. And faith makes me know that the things that exist were not begotten in the sense of coming from nothing. The things that exist were not begotten in the sense of coming from nothing. The things that exist did not come from things that exist. Right? Yeah, the things that we see did not come from what is seeable. What is seeable? Huh? Are we say together? The things that we see don't come from what we see. The things we see come from what we don't see. So, if we access what we don't see, we can do more of the things that we see. Amen? So, if God can show us how to access what we don't see, it means that what we see will now increase. Amen? So, when you say, you got a wrong man, your spirit tells you you're healed. I'm telling you. Your spirit speaks. Your spirit speaks. You hear the voice in the inside. Says you're healed. And once it says it's healed, there's not a doctor in this world that can stop your healing. 
I'm telling you. And there's not a sickness in hell, forgive my language, that's going to stop you being alive. Not a, not, not a single. Amen. Because there is something called the power of the almighty God. Amen. Ye shall receive what? Power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. How many got the Holy Ghost here today? So you got the what? It says, all power in heaven and on earth have been what? Delegated unto me. I have it all. My name is Jesus. The I am that I am. The bright and the morning star. The rose of Sharon. The lily of the valley. The bright and the morning star. The I am that I am. Who said in John 8, 58, before Abraham was, I is. You shall praise the Lord somebody. Nobody has that audacity to speak in the universe. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the light. No man coming unto the Father but woo, by me. Nobody. Nobody can walk to the gates of heaven except, ladies and gentlemen, by me. Can you shout, yes, somebody. By me. It's me. Ego a me, I am. Nobody can. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. There's no name given amongst men whereby who shatara we might be saved. You might claim what you want to claim, but there's no name given amongst men whereby we might be saved, except by the name of Shall praise the Lord Shambhara. That's why he says, at the mansion, Philippians, Philippians, chapter 4, from verse 9. Wherefore God has so highly exalted him and given him what? The name, definite article, the name that is what greater than every other name that was at the mention of the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. Things in heaven, things on the earth, things under the earth, and every tongue shall confess Ooh, that Jesus is Lord, the glory of God our Father. That's why he sent us a word. Psalm 107. Let's look at it. Psalm 107 verse 20. Psalm 107 verse 20. Let's read it together. What does it say? Can we read it together? Yes, go ahead. Yes. Yes. He sent his... Everybody say, he sent his word. I can hear. He sent his word. And what does the word, what does the word do? Huh? And it healed me. And the word also does what? Delivers me from all my, everything the devil ever planned against you. The word destroys. So when I get a spoken word from the Lord, it does this. Heals and delivers. Heals and delivers. Bingo and binga. Bingo and binga. Heals and delivers. 
bingo, binga. Knocks down demons, principalities, witches give way. They can't stand the anointing. They can't stand the word because that word is power. That word is full of life. Break into the dividing asunder, soul and spirit, bone and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Can you shout amen, somebody? You've been blessed so far? Tell somebody worry free living. Tell somebody, better stop worrying. Tell somebody, you came to this church, you stop worrying today. Tell somebody, are you still worrying after this kind of message? Uh, tell another person, are you still worrying after this kind of message? Amen. Amen. Tell somebody, this series is called Worry Free Living. Amen and amen. Give the Lord the biggest, biggest clap offering. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. You there with me? All right. Let's look at verse 4. Let's start verse 4 and read together. Let's, verse 4. Let's read verse 4. What does it say? The weapons, the weapons of what? Our warfare are not human, okay? We don't use talisman. We don't use no voodoo stuff. We don't use no holy water. Hello? We don't use no beach prayer. We don't go to no Galveston for no beach prayer. We don't go to no the other place. One state nearby to go practice no voodoo. You all with me so far? I might just come with a casual shirt but full of power. Can you shout amen somebody? I might just be wearing a t-shirt that has nothing, nothing to do with anything. Just a t-shirt but fully anointed to pull down every yoke of a devil. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? It's not about the dress, it's about the power of the Holy Ghost. Can you shout, oh yes, somebody? Because Christ in us, the hope of glory. And this is a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Y'all with me, shall I praise the Lord, somebody? They are not human, but they are what? Mighty. Everybody say full of power. Actually, the word mighty, they comes from dunamis. Now, mighty, like dynamite. They are dynamite. I'm a dynamite. How many dynamites are here today? Oh, yeah. Man, man, man. The devil is gnashing his teeth right now. I mean, they have a meeting in hell because I wonder, man, what happened to this guy today? Lord, have mercy. Where is he coming from? My goodness, Lord, have mercy. Did you hear that preaching last Sunday? Oh, them demons are meeting me. They have no clue what else to do. My goodness. What were we reading? Mighty. Dynamite. Through God. To what? The pulling down. Ah, casting down every High power. High tower 
over every high power. We are a high tower over every high power. Mama, mama, you should say that with an attitude. We are a what? High tower over every high power. Can't mess with you because you are too loaded. You are too armed and dangerous. Touch not my anointed. When they see you, they see the fire of he that raised up Jesus from the dead. If the power that raised up Jesus from the dead be in you, he that raised up Jesus from the dead shall also do what? Quicken your mortal bodies. Did I hear you shout amen? Hallelujah. Then it says, to the pulling down of what? It describes how it's going to happen. Number one. My weapons have the capacity. The dynamite that explodes mines and rocks to get me my diamonds and my gold. When you do some rock blasting, that's what you do. You explode and diamonds come out. The good comes out and the bad is destroyed. Can you shout hallelujah? Tell the devil, wait for my next explosion. In the Holy Ghost, you are in trouble. Because this week, you're going to face some wrath. Can you shout amen, somebody? Because when the anointing comes over you, you can explode around some rocks. And some, some, some diamonds going to come out of your dynamite. Some gold's going to come out. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Number one, casting down, including mine. See, when we read cast down, mine, you're looking for somebody else, including yours and mine. The first thing he's going to do is walk on us because the surgery starts with us. See, the amen has gone down. Casting down, <laughs> that's Sunday school, that's good. It's <laughs> our teacher. Casting down what? In head. And what? Every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Remember we read Isaiah chapter 14 from verse 12 to verse 15, talking about the devil's fall. How art thou cast down, O Lucifer, son of the morning? For thou hast said in thine heart, you've said it, I will exalt my throne as the throne of the Most High. I will be like the Most High. So that's how he was cast down. Pride and ego took over him as a beautiful angel of God. So the Bible says, the weapon that I have will cast down imaginations and everything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Yes, next. And it brings into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Next. Having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when my obedience is complete. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? Everybody say casting down. Imaginations. Every thought. Everything crossing your mind. Cast them all down. Those that refuse to be cast down. Line them up. With chains, take them as prisoner to the obedience of Christ. Now give the Lord a big clap offering. 
So then, starting from where we started, by definition, that anxiety, uh, without regard to the psychiatric or psychological definition of generalized anxiety disorders, GADs, and all that stuff, we said, no, we are strictly biblical here that we say it means what? To fracture and divide a person's being into pieces. That's where we started from. And then we went into God's panacea, God's solution, where he said we should not even be anxious for anything. And then in Matthew chapter 10, verses 19 to 20, I think we better take that in closing. Matthew 10, 19 to 20. Matthew 10, 19 to 20. Matthew 10, 19 to 20. See, this is not like what they teach in some churches. Make you happy, and there's no word to take home. Nothing. Empty in, empty out. Are we there together? Matthew 10, 19 and 20. Can we read verse 19? What does it say? When you're in trouble. Anytime you're in trouble. When you're in trouble. Anytime you're in trouble, shut it down. Formula One, shut it down. Anytime trouble hits you, shut down your thinking process because thinking is about to lead you astray in just a second. In a New York minute, that your thinking is about to open a door that you don't want. So he says anytime you're faced with a crisis, including persecution, including being arrested or put in trouble, he says, don't open that door. When I open this door, there's a lot of heat coming in. A lot of heat coming in, so I shut it immediately so that the air conditioning can continue to cool. See, there's a lot of uh, problems, fear and worry coming in from outside here, so I shut that door. So I'm not going to let my mind answer to the door. So he says, when you're in trouble, do what? Stop thinking. The first thing is, don't allow your thinking and anxiety to take over, because once you go into the realm of anxiety, you're not going to get a quick solution. Even when you come back, it's going to take you a lot of time and a lot of energy dissipation. So the first thing you want to do is he says, don't think. Don't anchor to the problems by your thinking. Don't get hooked to the thinking process. Because we like to logically reason things out and find our own solution. And God says, uh-uh, not with me. That's not my approach, okay? Take no thought. What you say, right? Okay? Well, now, he said, once you shut down your thinking, then I will take over. I, the Lord, will take over. And I will give you in that moment what ye shall say. The same moment that you need it. I will never be late. Promise you. I will never be late. He said, ye shall be given you in the self-same hour. That very moment where you most needed it, I'm going to prepare a special word for you. Because my word will bring what? Healing and deliverance. Bingo, bingo. He's going to do it. Okay? My word is going to bring it. So wait on me. Wait on that word. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm there. I never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13 verse 5. I never abandon you. That situation does not change my covenant with you. When you are, when you are en- encrusted and, 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 and engrossed and, 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 and whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And anything. And you don't know what to do. Just wait. I'm coming. I will be with you in the fire. Like I was the fourth man in the fire. They were expecting. Somehow I showed up. I went to burn in the fire with the Hebrew children. 
I wanted them to know that even when they're in fire, I am in fire with them. When my children are in fire, I am in the flames with them. But the fire will not burn them. The smoke will not singe upon their bodies because I'm there with you. I never leave you. I never leave you, nor forsake you, nor abandon you. If you believe that, shout amen. amen. So it says, stop your thinking so that your channel of communication with me will be activated then I will be able to speak to you. I'll give you a word. It shall be given that same, 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 same hour what you shall say. For it is not you. It is not you. You might think it's you. It is not you. Once you have shut down the thinking process, it is not you that speak it, but what? The spirit of your father which speak it through you. See, I cause, I cause my spirit to speak through you. That's Jesus talking. And you might think it's you. No, it's me. I'm using your vocal cords. I'm using your tongue. I will enable your tongue to speak the language of a prophet and a prophetess. In a confusion, in a dilemma, in a trying moment, in a tribulation. It's not you. It's not you. I'm putting some words in the inside. And that word is what you need. Lord, give me a billion dollars. Say, okay, I got a word for that. Lord, heal, heal my knee. I got a word for that. Wow. Lord, give me an airplane. I have a word for that. Lord, give me a new job. I have a word for that. Huh. So, the word is a heavenly currency. It can change into anything. The word can transform the situation into anything. Why are you looking at me like that? Isn't that in the Bible? I prove to you right this minute. John chapter 1. And the word was made flesh. Word became flesh. That's how word can give you a new kneecap. Word can give you a new hair follicle. Some of you don't remember this beautiful woman of God sitting down here. One time... I was praying for her. I didn't know her hair was not there. I didn't know. Yeah, Jeff, I'm sorry to mention, I hope. You, please forgive me. I know you didn't mean But your hair is so beautiful now. It doesn't look like it. But I mean, it was during the prayer that I don't know what she was wearing, fell off, fell off or something. I said, oh, my God. Well, I didn't say, oh, my God, but <laughs> the scarf fell off. And I found everything was gone. You know, sometimes you see people wear different things. You don't know what's underneath, you know. But uh, we praise God for all things work together for good. We have no clue what's going on there, but we're thanking God for his faithfulness. Amen. <laughs> but anyway, and, and, and uh, I said, God. So, uh, well, I changed the prayer. I think we changed the prayer that night. Ladies and said, Lord, give her plenty of hair. Lord, do this right now in the name of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, look at her right now. Do you see that miracle hair? That's, it's all jet black. That's the Holy Ghost. God did it from nowhere. And this is not, she don't have a receipt for that. That came from heaven. She didn't have to pay for that one. Praise the name of the Lord. Is going to change the situation. It's going to transform into anything. 
you know, that word is going to bring the healing. That word is going to bring deliverance. Psalm 107 verse 20. That word is going to bring everything that we're looking for. Can you shout praise Lord somebody? And this coming month, we're going into daily power meeting. That's what we're going to in the month of October. You can't miss any of this series in October. It's going to be awesome. We're going to break the word down. You're going to be fasting and feasting on the word like you're actually physically eating food. It's going to be so delicious. It's going to be so fantastic that you can't miss any moment of that. Give a lot of big clap offering.